Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Bonnie Christian, and today I'd like to tell you why I, though glad to be an American, don't celebrate our Independence Day. Ah, the 4th of July, that high holiday of American civic religion. That universal occasion for cookouts, stars and stripes bikinis, and raucous displays of unbridled patriotism. Of course, we indulge in such festivities to celebrate the political upheaval orchestrated by our country's founders in the American Revolution. But at the time of the revolution itself, the American colonists weren't exactly a united front in the war against Britain. Our popular history tends to avoid such off-message details, but the fact is about 15% of white Americans during the Revolutionary War were British loyalists. But perhaps more surprising is that nearly half of the colonists didn't really take either side in the war. One of the most prominent groups of neutral colonists were pacifist Christians, mostly Quakers and various types of German Anabaptists and Baptists, who declined to fight on theological grounds. It's not that they were sympathetic to the English cause. These churches rejected all violent conflict, even when waged in the name of liberty. In a letter dated November 1775, a group of Mennonite elders thanked the Pennsylvania Assembly for exempting them from conscription so long as they paid a fine or found a willing substitute. A short and sincere declaration to our Honorable Assembly and all others in high or low station of administration and to all friends and inhabitants of this country. We have dedicated ourselves to serve all men in everything that can be helpful to the preservation of men's lives. But we find no freedom in giving or doing or assisting anything by which men's lives are destroyed or hurt. We beg the patience of all those who believe we err in this point. Their stance likely came at a price. As war fervor swept across the country, many members of the pacifist churches suffered real persecution, rough treatment, confiscation of property, and even imprisonment. Though the colonial governments did generally urge tolerance toward the pacifist churches, Tories and patriots weren't so lenient. They were suspicious of those who wouldn't fight or at least swear loyalty to one cause or the other. So, when the government wouldn't step in, mob violence too often arrived instead. The Quakers were a particular target of mistrust because they wouldn't pay taxes to support the war effort. It's ironic given the revolutionaries' long list of tax-focused grievances. I guess no taxation without representation, except you definitely have to pay taxes to fund our militias whether you want this war or not, was a less catchy slogan. The pacifist perspective on the revolution goes mostly unheard today. In fact, for many modern-day Christians, the rightness of the revolution goes without question, regardless of the fact that it was a conflict between two majority Christian armies that, in the general way of war, valued power and wealth above love and unity. On July 4, 1837, President John Quincy Adams gave a speech declaring that, after Christmas, Independence Day is our most joyous and most venerated festival. It is a day to celebrate what is perceived as a major accomplishment in God's plan for the world. The trouble is that the pacifist churches were right. How can a holiday that celebrates one group of Christians violently overthrowing another group of Christians be venerated by people who are called to love our enemies and to be peacemakers, even if we happen to find ourselves on the side that won? That's not to say that I wish we were British or even that I won't watch any fireworks. America is my home, and I'm thankful to live in a nation that from the start has placed a historically high value on freedom and individual rights. Also, I too object to taxation without representation. And politically, I'm a libertarian, so my views on the appropriate role of government are almost certainly closer than average to the classical liberalism of the Founding Fathers that Independence Day commemorates. But what I can't celebrate are the unknown tens of thousands of deaths that were the price of independence, 
And so I follow in the footsteps, admittedly with far less personal risk, of the Quakers and Anabaptists who refuse to cause those same casualties. It isn't that I dislike America, but that its claims on my allegiance are a very distant second to the claims of a different sort of kingdom altogether. For the kingdom which Jesus came to establish is fundamentally not of this world. It is marked by peace among people of all nationalities, and by a freedom guaranteed not by declaration and war, but by the work of Christ. America has a lot of good points, to be sure, but it is not identical to and cannot compete with the kingdom of God. Inspired by the soaring rhetoric of the Declaration of Independence, the 4th of July may rank pretty highly as political holidays go, but there is nothing particularly Christian about it. And while we enjoy fireworks with our friends and families, we would do well to remember that these sparklers burn in celebration of a thing by which men's lives were destroyed. That does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Thank you to Steve Mumford for providing our Mennonite reading. For more 7-Minute Opinions, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. New episodes arrive every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four risk-free issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Bonnie Christian, and thanks so much for listening. 